1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
0: it's paul hamilton that's what they called me in college he has the facts to back up his opinions people ask me well how are the sabers are they gonna win tonight i don't have a clue on wgr sports radio 550
2: we welcome our guy Paul Hamilton, in right now. And, of course, Paul's appearances on WGR, brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning for your future is more than just money. Let equitably, Equitable be your guide. And by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Paul, you are covering practice, apparently. I hear it in the background. What's going on behind you today?
0: Well, not Sabres yet. They're not okay. on the ice till 11. I'm actually looking at a skate-and-shoot pickup game right now. Oh. <laughs> Join in. Join in. Go. Put the skates on. So, yeah, but Savers are on the ice at 11.
2: All right. Well, what do we expect when they get on the ice, especially when it comes to roster management here? Um, with Tyson Jost wave, I think we find out later today what happens with him. Tage Thompson's going to come off the non-roster list. Can you kind of just encapsulate for everybody what's going on and what to look out for here in the next, I guess, 24 hours?
0: Yeah, if Tage Thompson does come off the non-roster list, then another player has to go on waivers. Um, I would think it's either Eric Comrie or Victor Olofsson. My guess is Comrie. Um, you know, they need to put an end to this three-goaltender thing. And uh, quite honestly, I would be very, very surprised if somebody picked up Comrie on waivers. I think he would still be in the Sabres organization if they're worried about that. Um, I mean, Ronte went on waivers for Carolina. Nobody picked him up. mm mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I d I, I don't think if, if the worry is they're going to lose their third goalie and right now, after two seasons of Eric Comrie, I don't see a whole big difference between him and Dustin Tokarski anyway. You know, who is the guy in Rochester who would if for whatever reason Comrie is no longer with the organization, would become become your number three. And I think Eric Comrie was supposed to be better, should have been better, whether it's injuries whatever the circumstances are, but it just for two over for a season and a half, it just has not worked at all for the Sabres. So if he were, if they were to lose him, I think they'd be no better or worse. Having Tukarski as their number three.
1: That's a good, that's a good point, Paul, because now that I'm looking, Tukarski was not in, a, it wasn't that long ago. He was in a Sabre uniform, um, 38 starts for the Sabres. He had a nine Oh one save percentage and Comrie sitting on an 881 in two seasons. So, and again, that's not so long ago that you couldn't, I think, reasonably use that.
0: We I had a little time with the Penguins. I don't have it in front of me uh, yeah. last year, too.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, only played four games, but same thing. Like, fine. He wasn't that good. But yeah. the yeah. I, I was wondering when thinking about Comrie and Jost, you know, being waived, they're Kind of stacking up big salaries for the AHL club. And I, yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that as, a, as an element here. Another, yeah, that's not... Another
2: 1.8, if, right? If Comrie yeah.
0: Yeah. gets
2: waived and goes to Rochester, I'm looking at his cap-friendly page, it's another 1.8 million of this year's salary that goes down to Rochester.
0: Exactly. Or if they, if another AHL team oh. needs a goaltender and they loan him there, uh, because Rochester does have two, so if, if that were to happen, but still you're paying that money into the american hockey league so uh it, it, you already have stillman down there i mean you, who, who's making over a million you've got you know jose that's on his way down there you got bryson down there at uh yeah uh, i don't have my computer open it's 1819 something like that mm-hmm. and you know that all just adds up uh that that's what you're paying these guys to be in rochester and i've been kind of waiting on this i wanted to get to around the half point of the season before i made a judgment on this and we're we're about there we're not quite there but almost and it's just become very evident to me what what has happened here i mean kevin adams has done a very nice job of drafting drafting young talent reorganizing the organization to getting the rotten apples out and to get good human beings in here or pretty good at hockey. I mean, he's done all those good things, but when it's come it just seems like all right. You've drafted, you've developed, now you're on to the next phase of what you need to do and it just seems like he he wasn't up for that task this past off season. Um he seems he he was banking on that this is our team. This is our team we're going to win with and they're going to just keep getting better. And it just hasn't happened. They're young players, and most of them regressed. Very few players on this roster have gotten better and for this season. So, of course, the season has regressed. And basically all he did was try to strengthen the very, very bottom of the roster and the guys who you could call up if you need somebody, the depth type of guys. The You know, they have a bunch of... Uh, Veteran AHL defensemen down there, they could call up, including Stillman, Bryson. Uh, th- that list goes on down there. They they picked up Clifton and, and Eric Johnson, but they ignored the fact that they need a top four defenseman, and they they went after their number five, six, and seven slots, and you know didn't didn't strengthen the team there. They ignored the fact that Jack Quinn's going to be gone until the middle of December. And they did absolutely nothing to, to do to help the forwards. Uh, they they just you know they signed Tyson Jost to a free agent contract who basically, when everybody's healthy, isn't even in your lineup. I mean, the, other than other than Clifton, you basically signed a bunch of guys who probably shouldn't be in your lineup unless you unless you have injuries. And that was his that was those were his moves. That's what he decided. This team needed to do to get better, and I think being a, not young, but being a first-time GM really showed in this last offseason, he made a lot of mistakes, and, you know, now, now it looks like the Sabres, unless they go on this grand, crazy winning streak or something, mm-hmm. are going to miss the playoffs for a 13th year, and it's just going to be a wasted year because you had an inexperienced GM trying to move this team forward he did a good job of getting it to a certain place but he showed mm. us last off-season he didn't know how to move this team forward
2: what is the situation with tyson jost explain that as well when things happen here and i wouldn't expect anybody to pick him up for two million dollars
0: yeah if he gets claimed uh he, obviously he's gone and you're off the hook but if not then uh, he goes down to the american hockey they don't have to send him down there but they actually do because they're in a a roster crunch i mean they don't have to by rule but since they're in a roster crunch they absolutely will have to send him down to rochester or a team in the loan him to a team in the american hockey league and
2: paul when does that happen when do we find out two o'clock okay Two o'clock. And then yesterday,
1: Paul, the Tage Thompson and the non-roster list. Do do we, I don't even know if I had heard of that list, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think we know exactly what's happening, but what do we know? I guess on on Tage. Greenway
0: was on that list too. Okay. Um, When it comes to personal things, I don't pry. Uh, If Tage Thompson would like to tell us and make Mm -hmm. it public, that is his business. And I've always felt that way and respected that with players. When it comes to personal things, uh, that's their business. And if they wish to share it, they can. If they don't, uh, so uh, I, I I usually just leave that alone.
2: Do we? But do we know if we expect him back today, or what's that situation?
0: They all that Don Granado said yesterday was there's a there's a you know a, a possibility he will be back to play on Saturday. He did not okay. practice yesterday. Uh, I'll let you know in about 20 minutes or less. You know if he's going to practice today. But um, you know that that's the situation there. But. He does not count against the 23-man roster until he comes back, and that's why I said you know, once he does come back, they have to waive another player unless somebody gets hurt in practice today.
1: Do you have a – we don't know yet because I know they haven't practiced, but do you have a guess at what they might do if he's unavailable again? Because last game it was Jost that just went into the lineup, and he, of course, has been waived. Do you think they would move things around, somebody playing center that hasn't been? How do you think that might go?
0: Well, I think it was Jost, and I think it was a huge coaching mistake. I, I understand what Don Granato was thinking. I get it. That, all right, you were already disturbed one line with Thompson not being here. Let's not disturb two. My thought was, why isn't Krebs up there? I mean, Tyson right. Jost, he's, he, he's a better player when he's playing with Kyle Oposo. He, he can't be on a line with you know Skinner and Tuck. That's just not the player he is. Krebs can do that. That's that's the kind of player he basically was until there was no room for in the top six in Buffalo and he had to kind of dig out a new role for himself and, and uh, you know, he did trying to be a, a checking type uh, forward, but we, we know what a nifty passer he is. He does have a lot of offensive skill and I just think it was a missed opportunity to give him a chance up there just because you didn't, you had two games where you played pretty well and you didn't want to disturb two lines. I think you almost had to. Well, You've lost to the Bruins, and you didn't play well at all, so I don't think disturbing lines is going to matter. So if he doesn't play, my guess is probably maybe Casey Middlestat would go back there, Mm -hmm. even though he, Greenway, and Benson, for the most part, have been very good uh, as a line since they've been put together since Greenway returned. uh, Or put Krebs up there. It's as simple as that. I mean, at Thompson's, you've got, uh, you know, Gergensen's coming back, uh, so he can play the middle with Oposo, and, Let's say you would address Eric Robinson, and, and you would have a, a line like that. But uh, my idea would be do what you should have done the first time, but Krebs there.
1: Paul, how do you feel like dalene has been playing
0: lately? He's been getting points. He's been okay. Uh, you know, in order for the Buffalo Sabres to be a very good team, I think Rasmus Dalene has to be a dominant player. He has to dominate. Not just be good, he has to dominate. Um, you know the the overtime goal against the Rangers. You know they. One of the reasons Lukanen before he got sick, was doing very well is he could count on that backside help, so he could stay with a shooter. Did he get pulled out of the net a little bit? Yes, but it didn't really matter because he, you know, he's thinking I've got backside help there, and he has for the most part this year. They've they've actually covered that play very well and made sure that backdoor guy doesn't get the. Get the tap in, so Lukic can worry about the shooter coming down, or who in, 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 was Zabana at. Well, Darlene was there; he was standing there, and we see way too much of that from the Buffalo Sabers this year, where they're standing next to the guy they should be covering. And if, if he just lifts Kreider's stick or covers him like he's supposed to, the, you know the, the game goes on. There isn't an overtime goal there, and he he just didn't do it. So you know that. And he also was on the ice for most of the goals the other night. Uh, they were mostly power play goals, but uh, mm-hmm. in, in the loss to the Boston Bruins, and again, didn't didn't look all that good. So, yeah, the points there, yeah, but uh, I don't think he's been dominant by any means.
1: Um, some news from the Sabers, Paul. In the last minute, they have sent Ryan Johnson down to Rochester and have activated Tage Thompson from the yeah. non roster list. You go. Um, your, your immediate take on that, Johnson being the one wow. that gets sent down. And, again, Paul, does it look like Comrie is just going to remain on the roster?
0: That's crazy. I mean that, that has to be a paper move, I would think, uh, to, to let Thompson get into practice possibly. Uh, he, I, I, my guess is that he might not even make it to Rochester because waivers don't happen until 2 o'clock. So um, if if he actually does go down to Rochester, they don't have an extra defenseman, and they, they you know, they have a home game. Then they're heading on the road for three games. So I, I can't imagine they would head to the road with just sixty, even though they're close. They'd be in Montreal and Columbus and Pittsburgh. They wouldn't be that far away. But um, see, that's to me just if he goes to Rochester and stays that way, that's just ridiculous. That make a decision and that's another thing make a decision I understand the Sabres have a bunch of very very good human beings in their locker room and I understand how you would get attached to them but if Johnson actually does go to Rochester and stays there that's just ridiculous you've I I don't know why you're clinging to Victor Olison or or to Comrie it's it's just not working and that to me is a inexperience if it's if it's if it's just a for today to get through today that's fine um but make a decision
2: paul rare five o'clock home game tomorrow afternoon
0: yeah it is uh gets people uh you know it's not new year's eve quite yet yep but ottawa's doing the same thing six o'clock game in ottawa on new year's eve so it's New Year's Eve weekend where mm-hmm. people are going to be busy. So I think maybe they get, them into, get them into the arena early and get them out early.
2: And it's against a team that just beat this club 9-4 10 days ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what kind of pride shows up for the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, quickly to wrap your Paul. We were looking at the schedule right before you came on. This is the first of a stretch here where I think it's eight of the next nine they play against teams that are not in a playoff spot. Six are at home. Like, so. I have no problem with anyone already thinking that the season is over, um, given where they are in the standings. But man, if they don't, they're going to need basically a crazy run. And I don't know; seems like a, a as good a time to do it as ever.
0: Yeah, you got to. What did you say? Eight games? I think it's eight of their next yeah. nine
1: are against teams not in a playoff yeah, you, spot.
0: You got to come out of there with six, seven wins. Got to. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to. You. you I mean, the, these four games coming up, the, all four are winnable games. I'm almost to a point where saying you got to win all four. At 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 worst, go three zero and one. I mean, that's basically what you have to do. That that is the position you have put yourselves as an organization in.
2: Sabers Blue Jackets tomorrow, five p.m. puck drop downtown, four o'clock pregame here on WGR. Paul, I know you got work to do now with the uh, Sabers moves that are happening today. We'll let you go do that. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Sounds good. Talk to you guys. All right, Paul can
2: be found on Twitter at PHAM1717 and, of course, WGR550.com. We'll take a timeout. We'll kind of banter that around and a Bills roster move that we may be expecting. We'll give you some insight on that. And we got Sean McDermott coming up after the 11 o'clock hour here on WGR.